0: This is HSBC Global Viewpoint, your window into the thinking, trends and issues shaping global banking and markets. Join us as we hear from industry leaders and HSBC experts on the latest insights and opportunities for your business. A heads up to our listeners that this episode has been recorded remotely, therefore the sound quality may vary. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Markets and Security Services Outlook, a podcast mini-series exploring the critical topics that will shape our industry in the next decade, including sustainability, digitalization and emerging markets. Find out what's driving the global outlook for institutional investors and where the opportunities and challenges lie. Thank you for joining us.
1: So my name is Patrick Wong. I look after the China business development and client management in HSBC market and security services. I'm pleased to be joined by Amy Cho, CEO, Hong Kong and Head of Distribution, Asia-Pacific, Shoulders Investment Management, as well as Daniel Chan, Head of uh, Greater Bay Area, HSBC China. We will be covering an overview about the Greater Bay Area and the opportunities, the upcoming Wealth Management Connect program, opportunities and the readiness of the program as well. So some of the facts about the Greater Bay Area, it covers 11 cities in China, including two special administration uh, regions, namely Hong Kong and Macau, as well as nine cities in this area. So maybe the first question I will pose to Daniel uh, regarding, can you share with us um, the Greater Bay Area general dynamics as well as the wealth population in this area.
2: Yeah, thank you, Patrick. Yeah, um, thank and thanks for having me here. Um, I think GBA, you've already outlined that this is the what we usually call the nine plus two, the two uh, Hong Kong and MacLeod plus uh, nine cities in the P.R.D., which is a, a subset of Guangdong, basically the urban area of Guangdong. Uh, population-wise, it's over seventy million, and uh, it's generally a GDP of one point eight two trillion uh, U.S. dollar in twenty twenty. So if, if we classify that as a country, actually, this GDP is comparable to South Korea and Canada, and it's the lar- 11 largest in the world in terms of uh, economic size. Based on a lot of forecasts, GBA is going to become the economic powerhouse with an expected GDP of $4.6 trillion by 2030. So it's a 2.5% times increase uh, by 2030 actually each of the cities have its own unique uh, positioning uh, like hong kong being an international trading financial hub and also like in shenzhen then uh, its innovation in guangzhou trading uh, within the china and a lot of the other advanced manufacturing and then also i think in the latest uh, china five-year plan the 14 five-year plan is put a lot of focus on due circulation Again, one is on the international circulation, which GBA is well-positioned because of our window, before, because of Hong Kong and um, Shenzhen and Guangzhou uh, for the international side, but also internal circulation, driving a lot of internal consumption, so uh, in boosting the economic growth. And that also give rise to a, a large group of middle class, um, so the wealth accumulation would also happen. So uh, that's the backdrop of uh, the GBA. Now, uh, Guangdong, uh, just now I talk about 70 million uh, population. It's actually 5% by uh, percentage of the entire China population, but uh, Guangdong contributes 12% of GDP, which means that it's already above average in terms of its wealth. But I think if we uh, drill deeper into it, uh, in in Guangdong uh, area, actually there are 290, thousand families owning over maybe 10 million in assets. So again, it's it's showing it is uh, affluent. According to a research uh, done by McKinsey, there are about 5 to 10 million affluent GBA retail customers in the region, and many of them actually have strong cross-border needs, in particular interest in wealth and health, which is the insurance size. Of things uh, related products. So I think it gives rise to a very exciting uh, opportunity for uh, banking. Thank you, Daniel. The
1: next question definitely to Amy. So uh, a lot of the market participants are aiming at opportunities riding on these st- statistics. And so maybe we know about the strategy for shoulders in this region. region?
0: Uh, thanks, Patrick. You know, actually, like you, um, I found that hearing from Daniel, all the numbers. Truly, very exciting, and you know, as an asset a manager, we we go after markets where there are wealth opportunities, especially when there are also growth of these wealth opportunities. And for sure, it is, you know, like uh, GBA is, is actually one of the most affluent region within in mainland China. And talk about China, we have long as long years of experience and also business activities in mainland China. And I think, and over the last uh, I think like decades, uh, you've seen um a lot of I guess of cross border activities between Hong Kong or actually uh, between China and also um, o- um, other locations is like we have been distributing funds in mainland China to the Chinese investors, uh, be they through the QDII program or more recently the MRF, Northbound Fund. So with that, actually, we already established a quite a national network of our distribution partners, including foreign banks, operating in mainland China as well as the Chinese banks and also more recently you know the fintech platforms which in a way is help us in covering the Chinese investors geographically but without boundary so I think talking about our strategy for GBA it is primarily just I guess within part of our long-term commitment in developing ourselves and the presence further in surfacing the investment needs of the Chinese investors including not only the institutional or the sophisticated investors, but more so I guess like into the mass affluent and so eventually into the retail space. So overall, I think our strategy is with this GBA initiative, we want to leverage on that. We want to leverage on our existing presence and experience, distributing funds outside China and also um, on certain uh, Regime Program at the same time to help us to position ourselves for the longer term, really onshore, onshore business, being in China and then being able to service the investors in China, including particularly uh, with, and first start with the GBA region.
1: Thank you, Amy. Um, can I turn the question to Daniel then? Um, definitely actually shoulders has a lot of the different plan uh, in multiple channels a track about the you know investors demand and so. Um, yes. Definitely GBA is a core part of the HSBC's growth plan as well. Uh, what is the, uh, our bank strategy in terms of the GBA side?
2: Uh, I would say when we talk about GBA, uh, obviously, one of the key words that we would hear a lot is connect. Okay. Uh, we, we definitely we cover wealth connect and then insurance connect and all that connect. And uh, I think HSBC's uh, all along our string is the international connectivity. Um, and that's actually would reflect very strongly in our focus in this area. But we're not just globally connected, we're also actually, uh, Hong Kong is a home market and Hong Kong is part of the GBA. Um, So we actually also have a lot of local insight in the GBA area. Um, uh, Hong Kong aside, just talking about Guangdong PRD, we are the largest foreign bank with our presence in uh, 21 prefecture level cities in Guangdong, leveraging on the SIPCA scheme uh, uh, some years ago. Um, So we've been actually building our presence and building our understanding of the place uh, a lot. So our our vision is actually helping these customers uh, to uh, have a kind of unified kind of one GBA bank concepts so they can leverage on the strength of um, HSBC to reach out to the international world, but also for the international world, including Hong Kong to also get into uh, the GBA area. So it's, it's actually two ways. So in many ways, I would say it actually resembles the dual circulation that we talk about. So we are facilitating development in GBA, but also spanning the globe. Um, when I say that, I'm actually referring both to the business and the individual. Um, for business, uh, I think in the past, we always have the thinking that Hong Kong is a trading hub, China is manufacturing the world's factory. Uh, but actually, this is uh, gradually changing. Uh, I think the landscape in particular, like in Guangdong, uh, it's a lot of the manufacturing has moved out. We know that. Um, but it's, there are a lot of new economies also emerging, uh, some exciting startup. And also, like uh, healthcare and uh, cross-border e-commerce become the key. Uh, cross-border e-commerce, for example, now account for 68% of the entire China. And it's going to reach 80% very soon. Um, and it's been growing like 30% year on year. And, and together with Hong Kong, it would be a perfect solution for them to go international. And also riding on the uh, growing middle class, uh, the spending power, I think I can also see increasing interest from the rest of the world to try to sell into China because that's capturing the, the opportunity of, of the mass affluent group. So that's the, the circulation, that's the connectivity on the business side. Um, and also, I think for on the personal customer side, again, uh, increasingly more mainland Chinese residents looking for offshore investment and insurance opportunity. And also, I think increasingly Hong Kong people is also interested in capturing the very high growth opportunity in the GBA area. So again, we see the connectivity and we are well positioned to do that. So the um, We've been investing in many ways, uh, including the setting up of the GBA office and my appointment in March this uh, this year, uh, facilitating more of the cross-territory as well as cross-line of business collaboration uh, to realize this opportunity. We are also investing in digital and also in, uh, in wealth managers and financial planners and also commercial banking relationship managers to help us realize the opportunity ahead.
1: Thank you, Daniel. Definitely your new role is very important in terms of our overall Greater Bay Area strategy. So it nicely turns to our next topic because Daniel, you mentioned about the Connect, right? Mm. So um, when we talk about GBA, a lot of the recent attention also come to the um, uh, upcoming Wealth Management Connect program. So maybe I give a very high level backdrop. The the Wealth Management Connect program is a cross-border program allowing banks to distribute products to the cross-border residents in the Greater Bay Area. Now, all the industry players now saw this as a huge opportunities. My question to Amy is that, what is the strategy from shoulders to capture the Wealth Management Connect opportunities?
0: Mm, okay, thanks, Patrick. GBA is one of the most affluent regions in mainland China. And then 20%, um, I think, of the, the found actually, like uh, the, the, in terms of high net worth investor population in GBA, is constitute 20% of the total in mainland China. Um, we, we have a billion, a new billionaire in mainland China every two days. is according to the Private Wealth Management Associates survey. So you can imagine, I guess, the, the wealth growth is, is really there. Even though, I, I think just mentioned about the launch of the large management connect regime at the initial stage uh, there are some some re- re- restrictions or guidance is each gb investors can invest only up to 1 million RMB, so they may not be considered as so-called a high net worth but you can imagine that this gives the asset management, uh, the the funds industry an opportunity to to provide investment management products to the GBA investors maybe more from the retail those 1 million but definitely the regime we expect that will become, I guess, like, we develop further that um, it will go beyond just the retail that into the high net worth individuals and include almost, I guess, both the um, the, the retail investors as well as the um, the more affluent uh, assets that we can manage. And even, and also, I guess, uh, this, like, Wealth Management Connect is a bank-specific regime, and actually it's an extension of what asset managers um, outside mainland China can do. We have been distributing to mainland Chinese investors through the current regime like the QTII, the MRF, uh, across the border. And, and I think the Wealth Connect is just give us another channel, another means is through the banks in Hong Kong that we still able to distribute our investment products through these Hong Kong banks to the investors in the GBA region across the border. So without us, really, I guess I need to have the two layers of regulatory approval, additional licensing. So one thing because of this, then you asked about the strategy. So what, what is our strategy in capturing this wealth connect opportunity is, first of all, um, take short as an example, uh, we, we have been in Hong Kong, this intermediary market for a long time, I would say partnership and collaboration in supporting the banks in Hong Kong as they developed the Wealth Connect initiative in surfacing the GBA investors across the border. Um, Even though initially, I think there's a bit of talks about like the regime, uh, once they're they're accounting, now it's actually, you have to do it like online and offline. But in terms, I guess, of the marketing or the subscription into the investment products provided by the banks in Hong Kong, uh, it's also, I guess, of um, um, omni-channel means is if investors, they stay within the GBA region, then of course they need to have adequate information, investments market, investment product related in order for them to make an investment decision and initiate a transaction themselves because it's primarily on execution only basis. But when the investors can cross the border, coming to Hong Kong and then to be receiving, I guess the concept of um, investment advice from the banks as what well the banks has been doing to the Hong Kong investors. Then of course, then they also get the investment advice support to help them to make an investment decision. So for asset manager is for us is we will leverage on the existing um, suite of funds that already onboarded the bank platform, but more focus is on about how we can we, we should support the banks in terms, I guess, of the, the marketing, the, I think like the investor communications in order to ensure that the GB investors got the adequate information about the markets, about the products to help them to make an informed investment decision. And this will be an omni-channel support that we have. So digital marketing, digital content. And at the same time, is, I think, you know, branding is also very important, uh, not only to Chinese investors, but generally to the all eight retail investors. So for us, our strategy is we also need to start building our brand, the brand of shoulders within the GBA region. Um, Currently, we have been doing so because we have, as I I mentioned earlier on, we have a joint venture already uh, about like uh, 20 years ago and it's public news that we're also pursuing the wealth management, uh, the WMC joint venture at the same time. We're also pursuing a long-term really as step of us having a full-fledged presence in mainland China to do FMC business, so all the branding are in place. Especially, we have a WOVI in Shanghai today, so we do have PF, and the private funds business. So, in particular, we focus to building brand awareness, like within the GBA region. This will help investors to get to know foreign asset managers' branding as they consider these investment products or services offered by the banks in Hong Kong. And of course, another opportunity is in the Past, you know, like Hong Kong man and managers in Hong Kong, we run offshore funds. At the same time, we also do onshore Hong Kong domiciled funds. I think the 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 startup of this like Wealth Connect regime is really is a very good space, uh, space for asset managers to consider future product development. It's not only for the investors in Hong Kong, but also for investors across the border, but they're only distributed in Hong Kong. So I think this will give uh, asset manager a chance to further develop uh, and also supplement. It's a Offering under the Hong Kong Domicile um, vehicle, be they previously unit trust or most of the Hong Kong, is also talking about the OFC as well. So definitely, I think private development, clients representing digital marketing. These are the main areas that we are focusing on as we continue to support the banks in pursuing this wealth connect regime.
1: You greatly point out that actually, well, distribution side actually, well, uh, also um, depending on banks and uh, distribution as well. My next question to Daniel, uh, I think that actually well HSBC has also conducted a survey uh, for the Greater Bay Area investors uh, regarding the response if um, the, you know, if Wealth Management Connect is uh, set up and so on, what is their appetite and so on. It seems that the result is really positive. Uh, can you share with us some of the um, angles from the result?
2: Yeah, sure. Um- The survey was conducted in the fourth quarter 2020. uh, It's an online survey for uh, 1,600 citizens living in the nine uh, mainland cities in the GBA area. Uh, They are either currently already owned or intend to take up financial products in Hong Kong in the next 12 months. Um, Among the surveyed respondents, over 80% of them actually plan to invest in Hong Kong via the upcoming uh, Wealth Management Connect. So really encouraging. Uh, about two-thirds of the respondents said they are optimistic about the Hong Kong market outlook and 70% intend to increase their share of assets in the territory. Uh, 67% of the respondents identified wealth accumulation as the key investment objective, following by uh, preparing for life after retirement and also saving for their in, uh, children's education. For those that are, who are already invested uh, in Hong Kong, uh, of them have funds, uh, and 37% have stocks uh, as the most popular products. And a majority of the respondents, uh, 65%, plan to diversify the investment products in Hong Kong. And almost everyone who is aware of the concept of fintech and ESG finds it very appealing. So I think actually, uh, it seems that many people are already closely watching for the development and anticipating that the, the opportunity that they can get from this Wealth Management Connect. Thank you,
1: Daniel. So the result is very promising and um, you also hinted about some of the, you know, um, hot topics on or demand on the ESG and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. Maybe I turn the question to Amy. Amy, you really point out that um, for shoulders, you have multiple you know, strategies, you have multiple channels now, you have your own movies onshore. For the distribution, you have participate in the mutual recognition of funds previously. You have your own joint venture in China, providing QDII products to the investors and so on and so forth. Now you have the FMCs um, I'm planning to set up. You also have the WMC um, joint venture as well in China. So with all these channels, um, how can you see about the wealth management connect channels compared with different channels and so
0: Ah, uh, OK, it's a good question, Patrick. I think um, I would say positive, very positive. If you compare, I think this like uh, wealth connect regime. We even though it's a bank specific regime, as I've said, we don't need uh, additional regulatory approval to the products. As long as the banks carry the funds, they can primarily carry the same set of funds, or maybe a smaller set for the GBA investors. And we don't need license, special license. We don't need ad- additional license to for these funds to reach out to the end investors in the GBA region. They are definitely better flexibility. Uh, I think Patrick, you know very well, for example, the MRF, the more recently rolled out regime is, well, even though it's still SFC-authorized Hong Kong domiciled funds, but there are some additional requirements, for example, it must be managed by the managers in Hong Kong. So in a way, there's no subdelegation allowed. To some extent, it constrains the product design. It could be more Asian-focused or or Hong Kong-China market-focused. So because rarely we have a, a global equity team, for example, sitting in Hong Kong for the uh, foreign manager. So I think under these uh, Wealth Connect, actually subdelegation is, is possible, is feasible. And then another part is, okay, because of the concentration, previously under the MRF, the, the Northbound Fund Regime, you know, the, for, the, the funds distributed in mainland China under MRF, uh, we can raise only up to 50% of the funds AUM from China. Then this time under this um, Wealth Connect regime, there's no such, I guess, 50% TAP requirement as well. So all good is in terms of the flexibility. I think this gives the Chinese investors, even though to start within the GBA region, an access to a broader suite of funds authorized by the Hong Kong SFC and Hong Kong Dama South. So this will give investors choice, more option and also for the banks and then how we support the banks and for the banks in Hong Kong to start really, I guess, surfacing investors, not only domiciled in Hong Kong, but also, I guess, um, in the in in GBA region. This goes back to what Daniel mentioned earlier is really about connectivity, that Hong Kong and mainland China, I think GBA being the like closest proximity region with the increased connectivity, I think there'll be a lot more cross-border activity
1: to both uh, Daniel and Amy. So Daniel first, uh, regarding the readiness, readiness, actually how ready are we actually as a bank?
2: We've been preparing for it for months and actually probably more than a year uh, as we gradually, I mean a lot of those uh, detailed guidelines uh, gradually unfold and uh, with more clarity on the 6th of May when the consultation came up and pleasantly surprised with the um, with the uh, southbound uh, remote account onboarding. Yeah, because I think previously they did say uh, some of those uh, officials or regulators did say that we probably need to wait until the border opens. So that is actually a positive sign from a Southbound point of view. Uh, I think we've been investing quite a lot uh, in multiple areas, uh, including system and processes, because I think there are also different control points, because I think the scheme is developed in such a way that is closed loop. Um, so it, it you can't freely move the money. I think it's a it's a very cautious step because I think this is going to really to the retail world, not not just on the institution side. So I think I can see the reason why the regulator want to be a bit more cautious and, and in fund choice, and for South Bank also the eligibility of the uh, individual who can uh, participate in this scheme, uh, including the consideration of where they are, whether they are uh, in Guangdong area, and also whether they have uh, the investment experience and uh, their, their, their wealth accumulation as well. So there are multiple things that involve some process and system, so which uh, we're getting ready for it uh, when it's, it's coming to launch uh, in a very near future.
1: Thank you, Daniel. And Amy, from the asset management side, how ready are you for the mm. launching of the program?
0: Yeah, definitely I joined Daniel to say we are ready. The banks are ready, asset managers are ready, uh, because for us is, as I've said, we don't need additional approval or licensing, but we spend a lot of time working with the banks in identifying which are the funds suitable to support the launch of this regime. I think earlier on, I may not have mentioned that it's not only SFC authorized or SFC domiciled. we also have to actually, it's it's a subset because it has to be low to medium risk to start. So I think we just need to find out which are the funds suitable for the banks to start, I mean, this regime. And of course we have to make sure that, well naturally we expect that um, when the regime roll out, when we need to do not product solicitation, it's primarily education, like investor sharing session. Naturally, I think uh, Cantonese is not good enough we have to make sure that our staff, they can spin actually fluent Mandarin so that we'll be able to communicate more friendly and efficiently uh, for the banks to communicate with the GBA investors. And of course, in terms of marketing materials, of course, like we have to make sure that we've simplified Chinese version available. So I would say that for the regime to start, we're ready. But I will also add that the readiness has to evolve because we expect the regime to roll out is really on an incremental approach. So I think
1: from Daniel' perspective, actually from the bank uh, on the distribution side, um, the distribution means actually in China is evolving substantially. Okay. PUSD actually heavily relying on the bank distributions, then actually, well, a lot of the demand go to, you know, platform, electronic platforms, on the distributions and so on and so forth. From from HSBC perspective, actually, have we coped with the involvement on, you know, distributing products
2: per se? Yeah, well, I think in in the modern world, uh, I think there's a, a, a word that is getting more and more popular. It's called agile, right? You have to be very agile in, a, a, as Amy said, um, Go along with the regulatory regime. Um, it's opening up gradually and uh, different components, but not all at once. Um, like the the uh, we start with like the low and medium risk in the product angle, but also I think we we do emphasize that at some point it will be completely digital from onboarding all the way to to buying and selling in investment product. But right now, what we see is. The onboarding journey to still need to. I mean, account opening still need to happen. Part of that at a branch. I think mm-hmm. part of that is also related to the KYC requirement, and part of that is also related to the eligibility check, which is not something that you can quickly automate it within a short period of time. So I think that is still something. Uh, there's a, some touch point at the branch, but I think we are if we're building some of the pre-branch process to be very digital. And once the account is open, actually everything can be done online. I think we are moving towards that. And I'm, I'm sure this is a journey and we'll be opening up more um, in terms of the digital capability.
1: Thank you, Daniel. Um, so Amy, you previously pointed out that, um, you know, um, the schemes um, allowed the, uh, the, I think selling of the product actually will, um, if the investor have to go to Hong Kong, Uh, from the GDP area, then definitely we can, from the branch and so on, we can do direct selling. But actually, well, on the cross-border branch perspective actually is mainly on the execution mode only. And so from that issue perspective, actually how do you plan to, you know, overcome this one? Um, How do you work closely with the bank um, to, you know, maximize the selling opportunities? On your product perspective?
0: So in terms from the surfacing or the strategy perspective is no different, no less than what we are doing today, but more. So I've mentioned, I think Daniel mentioned, on, oh, I think the digital savviness of the investors or the residents in the GBA region, it could be a lot more fast, I mean like advanced than the investors or the residents in, in Hong Kong. So I think digital content, And how we work with the banks in terms, I guess, of enrich and ensure that we could have a good investor communication. And I will will rephrase that because it's not really about product selling. And that's the the whole intention. So it's really about investor communication. So when if the investor, if the GBA investors, it so happened they will be visiting Hong Kong once the border open and then they're doing the transactions with the banks in Hong Kong. I think definitely we have the in-person like investment advice offered by the banks. And of course, our our role is really to support the investment and the consultant how they're introducing uh, these products depending on the know-how sophistication level of these investors so this will have to work closely with the banks to see what their needs and then we we can we accommodate we accommodate and also we tailored special marketing materials and maybe i guess a three minute a three minute or 90 second clip that investors uh, can really refer to um, easily from time to time and also i guess in terms i guess of the, the if within the board if we're inside the gBA region if any like educational activities will be allowed, and of course, then we will be working closely again with the banks in sharing market views, insights about investments, not only about opportunities, but also I guess to remind investors about there are some potential market risk that they will be exposed to, especially when they are really looking for diversification from the current investments, but which are predominantly more domestic, I guess from domestic Hong Kong, China into more regional and also global portfolio. And one thing I think I would like to add is, um, you know, like a manager, we're we also going beyond our role as a product provider. We're really, I guess, going forward as a really a, a partner to the banks that become more embedded into the ecosystem. It's really about marketing support, investor communication, and even I guess portfolio advice. So I think all these uh, we see is actually a chance for us to even fast-forward because you know Hong Kong is a, very, is a very enclosed and also very convenient, efficient city. Um, I think digital savviness is there, is here, but that may not be an essential need. But GBA is a very broad region. There's an essential need for for investors or consumers to go digital. Then I think this will be definitely be the area that we will focus a lot more on in providing adequate information and also insight in order to facilitate the GBA investors to be able to to do, I guess, investment decision, um, even though it's on, on on an execution only basis.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Amy. Thank you very much, Daniel, uh, for your insightful um, 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 sharing about the Greater Bay Area as well as the Wealth Management Connect uh, opportunities. And so I think that definitely um, the audience actually can, you know, pick up some of the, you know, tricks from you guys actually in order for them to plan ahead for their strategy for the Greater Bay Area. Thank you very much.
0: This has been the Markets and Securities Services Outlook, a podcast mini-series produced especially for HSBC Global Viewpoint. To learn more about HSBC's Markets and Securities Services offerings, visit gbm.hsbc.com forward slash
2: solutions forward slash securities dash services.
0: Thank you for listening today.